What's going on, everybody? This is Kevin, the Reverend K. Fids from the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. Uh, just coming at you real quick. Wanted to do a pre-series preview here as the Cubs head into Cincinnati for a big four-game series uh, right out of the gate here. In this, you know, after the Cubs just took two of three at home with the Milwaukee Brewers, so we wanted to kind of just get into this, talk about what to expect. Obviously, the elephant in the room is the gigantic outbreak down in Miami uh, when it comes to COVID, and obviously the positive Reds test and the fear of the Cubs going into uh, Cincinnati, where it is actually a hotbed for COVID. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk real quick about um, the, the pitching matchups and then which offensive players uh, you can look for this week to be a pain in the Cubs' ass or you know carry the Cubs this week as they uh, play again. Uh, a very important uh, interdivisional series. So uh, let's get to it. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Canty. So the whole league that we here now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Stray rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for. Yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Okay, so what we're looking at here right now is, you know, the largest elephant in the room is we're dealing with is obviously uh, things that are kind of out of the control of, of most players as long as they're behaving themselves and taking protocol and, and, and the proper procedures. Uh, but this morning, uh, the news came out of Miami that 14 uh, members of the Miami organization, of course, Florida, um, tested positive for COVID. Um, in fact, the way the story actually goes is yesterday, four tested positive and then... Um, they still played their game. Players and coaches voted, which doesn't sound uh, seems to be the right way to kind of follow this. It's there wasn't a scientist in the room. Um, but then you've got, you know, the, the next day they play against the Phillies. The Phillies head off. They go back home uh, or the Phillies are home. So the Phillies have a game with New York and the Marlins are supposed to head back to Florida. Uh, also, obviously, the largest hotbed in America right now for for COVID spread. And uh, they actually had to cancel their flight. They're still in Philly and they're waiting on tests. The Phillies players are also waiting on tests. Now, how does that affect the Cubs? Well, also the Cincinnati Reds had a player test positive and two other players sent home with COVID-like symptoms. And so at this point, those guys are waiting for their tests as well. And uh, there is no uh, official word that this is going to be canceled or anything like that, that Major League Baseball is just following its protocol. But it is a concern, obviously, if you have someone like John Lester or Anthony Rizzo, who are cancer survivors and have kind of a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, uh, what is it? A compromised immune system, probably obviously in a, a pre-existing condition. So what you uh, what you're looking at here is a uh, um, a series that could be played under a dark cloud at all times. But uh, hopefully we'll get some tests back, some some negatives, and uh, we won't be as uh, it won't be as bad as what we might think. You know, it's a, you don't shut down Los Angeles when there's a you know a rain out in Boston. So it, it, this is a, hopefully the protocol is going to work. You got to trust the system. If the protocol breaks though, but we could be looking at a really short baseball season. So that's the first thing that's kind of coming here but uh, let's talk about the reds real quick they're coming off a series loss to the awful detroit tigers they practically blew my tigers bet of under losses which is 21 and a half by the way i mean two in a weekend my goodness gracious they're like you know they're they're almost there they're like five percent of the way there already out of opening weekend against a team that's supposed to contend in the division so um 
not a good week, uh, not a good weekend for them. But Joey Votto was being Joey Votto. He was five for 13 with two homers and three RBIs. I mean, <laughs> that's Joey Votto. Um, now, Cubs are going to Cub fans are going to have a hard time with this, but this is the first time that they're going to be going up against former Cub for uh, what three months. Nick Castellanos, who is like the glamour offseason cry for uh, signing and they let him go. He was asking for too much. I think it sounds like with uh, Scrooge McRickett's not being able to afford it. But he was three for 10 with a double and an RBI. And then Mike Moose. Mustakis was four for eight with a homer and four bi. Um, you know the Reds didn't play poorly, but they got beat by. A, I think they lost on a grand slam. I think at one point. So you're dealing with a team that, that's coming off a bad loss, but they're coming home. Not not sure how much home really matters at this point uh, without a crowd, but um, unless you got a really good DJ in the booth. Break a, break a um, so anyway, so you're going to be dealing with that. And so uh, the the way the games are set up, you know, the, the, we'll talk about the pitchers here in a second. But offensively, the Reds are bringing in, you know, those are, those are some three big boppers, and, and it's going to be it's going to be a good series. I think I I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how the Cubs kind of fare um, again with the Reds. I think they made a great decision after taking two or three with the Brewers. I actually criticized it on the show. I think I had no idea why David Ross went with um, Tyler Chatwood on that Sunday away day against the Brewers and uh, shut my mouth, man. Chatwood was great. You know, he, he carried the Cubs, got him, got him more than he needed to, gave up one run. I think it was in six innings pitched. Bullpen did its job finally. Didn't get a clean inning in its first time, but managed to kind of keep everything um, intact and through smoke rings up there. That's what you want from your bullpen. And so I had said it, you know, last time I did a little, one of these like solo podcasts little quick hitters that um that you had to get that kind of first one out of the way and i think that maybe they did that they can kind of exhale and, and start getting the job done so good job on the bullpen on that one um with the cubs obviously nico is coming in right now my man my pick for rookie of the year nico horner is leading the team he's got three hits and seven at bats as, as far as batting average at least and hits actually he's got a double in rbi um he'll be in the lineup today on opening day ian half who's three for ten with two homers and five rbi will not uh albert almora is getting started in game one Victor Carantini, who's three for eight with a double and RBI, also will not get a start today. Um, and it will be Willie behind the dish and Kyle Schwarber uh, DHing while KB moves to left field. And uh, David Bodie will be playing third. I think Souza's out in right field. So Jason Hayward getting the day off. He's been struggling a little bit, but he did finally get his first knock yesterday. Um, Javi, KB combined have three hits totals. I think Javi has two. Chris has one. Both of them uh, just real cold starts. Uh, Rizzo has two hits. They're both solo homers. So he only has two hits as well. So it's not like the, the big boppers are really kind of carrying the Cubs right now. They're just kind of getting their they're kind of getting their feet wet and kind of starting to ease into it. So I would expect the Cubs, those guys to probably perform a little bit more this week as they kind of kind of settle in. Again, the nice part about being in an empty stadium is you don't hear the crowd booze. And if you stay off social media, you'll never know if anybody's upset or not. So there's that. And I know they're hard on themselves, but the pups in the bottom halves have been holding it down for the Cubs offense. That's great. So hopefully they'll continue to kind of carry them if they need be. But having a, a productive bottom half of the order is very, very, very uh, helpful when it comes to putting up crooked innings. And if you don't know what a crooked inning is, it is an inning where you score at least three or four runs. It's a, an odd number, something crooked. You don't just put up one or two. You put up something odd, crooked. So um, that's where we're kind of headed. Playing up again. Uh, nobody knows what to expect on the first road trip of the COVID era for the Cubs or for, uh, you know, uh, for these players. And so it could be, you know, the first game might be a, a kind of a clown show. I, I, I have no idea what to expect, but these guys are veterans. They're doing a great job of, you know, keeping all of this kind of in-house and staying and staying within themselves. At this point, so the two of the three was big, you know, and this series, obviously, with the Reds is a, is a really big one, too, because, again, it's it's good. It's important to beat the good teams in your division to have that advantage over them before you get to like the, the Pirates and get to some of these poor, you know, yuckier, crattier, crappier teams that they're going to be 
taken on. And then same case with the Reds. You can't afford to lose two out of three to the Tigers. You, those are like free wins for you, and you're taking those off the table. I look at the Dodgers. The Dodgers, the Giants are horrible. They're a AAA team. They look terrible. They look like a clown show out there. All they need is a pup tent and some music, and, and you got the circuses in town. So um, they thought they split. And you can't split. And now the Dodgers will be fine. Dodgers are going to, they did this last year and they, they ended up winning, I don't know, however many games. They were dominant, but, you know, they're struggling in a 60 game season. There's a lot more panic. It's all more isolated and, and, and kind of canned up. So um, it's, yeah, I think someone posted yesterday three, uh, three game series is 8.1 games in a regular season. So, you know, that we're going to basically be condensing 8.1 games into every three game series. So, uh, and then the passion is going to be there too. So let's look at the pitching. Um, opening uh, the series today, John Lester is going to be taking on Wade Miley, a new acquisition, the Houston Astro, one of the trash pan- trash bangers um, who joined the team in the offseason. And um, he's got a pretty good career against the Cubs. He's 6-3 with a 3.93 ERA and 10 starts and 64 inning, 64 and a third innings pitch with a 8.4 K per nine average. That's pretty solid. Um, you know, last year, obviously, he had a really good season with uh, the Astros. Uh, I want to say he was, let's see, what is he? Um, yeah, he was 14 and six with a 398 ERA, 140 Ks. Um, you know, he did a he had a he had a solid season last year. Um, gave up 23 home runs, so he's not he's not someone that's um you know completely objective giving up the long ball, which is good. So, um, you know, obviously John Lester, he's got a great career against the Reds too. He's seven and two with a 3.9 ERA in 19 starts, 113 innings pitch, and very similar 8.4 K per nine. Very evenly matched with the starters. Both have had success against the offenses that they're facing, but this is a, you know, it's baseball. It's a weird circumstance. There's some players that have come in. I think the Reds obviously have improved. They've become one of the glamour picks to win the division. Um, I think I might have even picked them to finish top, top one or two. Uh, I, 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 you know, and, and so we've got four good teams in this division, and, and the Reds are, are one of those dark horses to possibly take it. So these two guys are going to be going up against each other. I think today we see a pitcher's duel. So, I, you know, like especially with the lineup, where you don't have some of the, the regulars in there. Uh, you know, I'm a little bit concerned that Ian Happ's not in there. I think the guy deserves the right to keep going. You, you keep going with hot hands, but we'll trust David Ross early on and see if this is all, again, I, I didn't trust him with the Chatwood. And lo and behold, whammy, bammy, boom, bammy. Um, so the next game, it's going to be Alec Mills. Game two is Alec Mills versus Tyler Molly. Molly's 3-12 and uh, with a 5-1-4 ERA in 2019. So he was awful last year. And there's a giant Jennifer Lopez butt in there is that he is two and one versus the Cubs in his career with a three, six, four ERA and five starts. That's not bad. OK, uh, with the Cubs, they're going to go with Alec Mills. This is a you know a guy that joined the, the staff. Um, and so, you know, he's he's limited work. I mean, I think the, the most innings he's logged in his career was 36 last year. Um, he started no games last year, so he hasn't started a game in his career in the major league. So this will be his first career start. So we'll see what we got. But, uh, you know, if he pitches well, um, he should be fine. But if if he has some command issues, which looks like he doesn't really have that as an issue, he just may or get hit around once in a blue moon. He gave up 31 hits and 36 innings pitch. He had a, uh, his whip was a little elevated. I think it was one point, almost 1.17. So uh, it shouldn't be bad. That should be when I look at games, game one, I'm looking at we're, we're looking at something that should be kind of a little bit more of a, a, a low scoring affair. But I feel like that game, two, especially is the Cubs explosion. I think that offense needs to really kind of get out of it again, like they did on Sunday. That'll be a big day. Game two is the must game. Uh, obviously, you want to take games one and two. You take games one and two, you can kind of relax because in game three, things get real serious. We get back to the aces. 
You got Kyle Hendricks versus Sonny Gray. Now, Sonny Gray has been pitching fantastic. He shut down the Tigers on opening day. Yes, it's still the Tigers. He went six, gave up one run, three hits, two walks, nine Ks. Um, he has now gone 34 consecutive starts without allowing six runs or fewer. So maybe the Cubs offense can go out there and end that streak and, and start a track meet, a boat race, and kind of hit him around a little bit. We'll see. Kyle Hendricks, obviously enough said. Three hit shutout opening day against the Brewers, one of the best you know hitting teams in our division. 103 pitches, dirty purposeful he looked every part of Cy Young a contender and that's Aldo's pick for Cy Young and it's a it's a good pick man because he's the most underrated pitcher in baseball um the next start should be interesting um I want to see what he does is he gonna do it again is this a pattern or was it just like a one out and then he comes back and he struggles on the road or etc cetera, etc cetera. so to see him put together two quality starts in a row is something that we all would like to see I think as, as fans and observers of the game to make sure that this wasn't just a one-out fluke and now we know that the way the Kyle has pitched we've seen him over and over again so that's we're going to assume that this is more a pattern of him just improving and evolving uh, at this point. That's me being optimistic. And so we'll see what happens. But that's I'm very curious to see what he will do against this Reds offense in his second start after handling the Brewers the way that he did in game one uh, of the season. And then finally, we get to, uh, you know, Sonny Gray, though. He's a good ball player, man. Um, he's a guy that came out, you know, I think around 2012, 2013 draft pick. He was a uh, highly sought after um, and uh, he's very good. So, uh, it's, you know, and I think he's done well against the Cubs in his career as well. So we got game four, though. We got Yu Darvish kind of rebounding himself and against Luis Castillo. Castillo allowed one run to the Tigers in six innings and one walk with 11 Ks. It was a very, very good performance. Uh, I think that's the game they got hosed on the on the walk-off Grand Slam or whatever it was, which was great because that's kind of a kick in the nuts to the Reds. And we'll always take nut shots to the to the, uh, to the the Reds, Red Hoses um, up there in uh, the Reds up there in the uh, – Cincinnati, they can have their uh, chili three-way all they want, but uh, let's see what happens there. But 11Ks, missing barrels. Uh, this is going to be a solid matchup with Darvish because Darvish was not great. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't great. He threw 73 pitches, gave up three runs in four innings, and had a, a brief brush fire meltdown that cost the Cubs a couple runs. Um, and David Ross saw what he saw, and he yanked him. So um, it's the only Cubs loss. He needs to settle down. Maybe... Ross, I, I, you know, I'd like to hope that Ross's decision to pull him was um, obviously he didn't realize the bullpen was going to be a dumpster fire in their first first opportunity. But I think that he, his hope was to keep you from getting uh, banged around too much. Three runs and in four innings mentally. Yeah, you don't want to get pulled that soon, but it's not the end of the world. So let's see if you can kind of rebound mentally and come on back and uh, have a good outing. We, you know, you want to see him go out there and, and go six to eight innings you know you want to see the guy actually earn his paycheck you know this four or five inning outing stuff is is not acceptable for a guy getting paid to what he's getting paid so that's the big part um i know he does strike out a lot of guys so he does burn a lot of pitches and he does fall behind and work you know work counts up to you know he goes full a lot so he didn't walk anybody in his last start which is a obviously a huge deal so let's see how he comes back and uh, settles in and so the way i'm looking at it i look at the cubs taking the first two games i think that sunny gray actually i think sunny gray and kyle hendricks are going to get into a duel I think that the two of them are going to go back and forth, and I think it's going to be a real low-scoring affair, and I think that uh, when it comes down to it, I think the Cubs' bullpen late in Game 3 is going to cost the Cubs. Um, so I think the Cubs lose Game 3 after taking the first two, but I think the Cubs win um, the decisive game in Game 4 with you Darvish. I think Darvish returns to form uh, as late 2019 form. I think he carves up the I think he carves up the Reds, and I think that the Cubs get to Castillo. Uh, just something in my gut tells me that they're going to hit him well. I think, uh, I think that... Um, you know, there's a lot to to build with. And uh, again, um, just seeing the way the Cubs offense opened up and it's a way day 
on Sunday. Those are the types of things you like to see. So hopefully the Cubs have kind of got off the schneid a little bit. Their offense could click and look, you, you know, obviously in a perfect world, you'd love a sweep. But let's be honest, you know, you go on the road, earn a split at the least. And then, you know, that's why you get those first two games and then you're guaranteed the split. And you can really focus on getting one more and then getting out of there. Don't get greedy. At least take two, take two or four, at least earn the split. But if you can go for that third, get that third. And obviously, if you can go for a fourth, awesome. That's a bonus. But don't, you know, don't don't throw out too many high expectations. You know, and I, it's unfortunate for White Sox fans. I know they're struggling right now because they lost two of three this weekend. And, and there were such high expectations. And it only it only ballooned during the shutdown and all the talk and all the, you know, the success with the, the exhibition games. Um, but just like I told Cub fans um, on my last one hitter um, that I told, you know, relax it's early they'll be fine and so will the white Sox. uh you know off to the side but with the cubs i see you darvish uh closing it out and getting game four so i think the cubs are going to win the series three to one and it should be an interesting series i'm looking forward to it you know i love watching amir garrett out there he's a local boy i've coached against him since he was 15 years old so getting to see him out there i know he's a you know i've seen him fight before <laughs> not just last year when he karate chopped the entire pirates dugout so uh it's fun to watch some of those guys play you know, Cup fans are going to cry about, you know, it's going to be the Nick Castellanos love affair. You know, oh, screw you, Ricketts. But let's be honest. Would you take Kyle Schwarber over Nick Castellanos? And the answer is yes, in my opinion. And Castellanos is fine. He's a very good ball player, but it was such a small sample size. You know, the guy's good, but let's be honest. We're stuck with the Jason Hayward contract. And if the Jason Hayward contract didn't exist, not only is Chris getting extended and Javi getting extended and Schwarber getting extended, maybe there's enough there for Castellanos, but he's not someone that projected as a value guy. So, um, you know, the Reds took that contract and good for them. You know, I don't hold any you know ill will towards Castellanos. His kid dancing was one of my favorite videos last year when the Cubs won. But um, let's be honest, um, this is important for the Cubs and, and really stop. It's like looking at an ex-girlfriend. Stop going on her Facebook. Stop creeping her on social media. All right. Stop creeping on Nick Castellanos. Don't be that creep. All right. Love what you got. Kyle Schwarber, Ian Happ um, and Jason Hayward. And with, you know, today you got Chris Bryant on the outfield, too. So it should be a fun day. And uh, this is a great series, big series for the Cubs. So, again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, listening. And uh, this is, again, the Reverend K. Fids, Kevin Fiddler with Pinwheels and Ivy Podcast. Again, go Cubs go, and the Cubs got a good week. So uh, we'll see you again soon. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantes or the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. This is what you waiting for. You can put it on the